on episode two of the Power Driven Podcast, we wanted to build upon some of the themes and messages we heard from last week with Ryan Milliken of Hardway Performance and his personal journey through starting a business and challenges that he faced and being able to find the strength and inspiration to persevere through them. So today we have Corey Willis. He's the owner of PPI and he's been a regular on the Diesel Podcast, but today we're going to chat with him not so much about trucks or, or parts or tuning, but more so about his journey as an entrepreneur in different industries, his personal journey through that and some lessons and things that he would like people to know, maybe to you know inspire them or, or help them achieve or get through a difficult time. So really looking forward to be able to chat with him today and learn things that we may not have known about Corey Willis and PPI. Corey Willis, I am really excited to be able to chat with you today on the, the Power Driven Podcast. It's uh, We've talked before on the Diesel Podcast about trucks and things like that, but there's uh, so much more to you know, being a, an industry leader, a business owner, an entrepreneur that uh, that people want to hear about. They want to know. They want to know other stories. I think they're looking for inspiration. So, I've, chatting with you before, I've always walked away from the conversation inspired and rejuvenated and ready to take on the world. So, I want to just catch up with you today. See how you've been. See what you've been working on. And, you know, what are some challenges and things that, uh, you know, that you're working through or, you know, things you're, you're proud to have overcome? Yeah, man, for sure. For one, thanks for having me on here. I enjoyed, uh, always enjoyed listening to all of them and thanks for having me on. Um, yeah, everybody just looks at the, uh, top of the iceberg and forgets what's underneath. <laughs> That's for sure. It, uh, being an entrepreneur and being a, uh, a business owner, you know, not just PPI, but just business in general. It's not it's not easy, you know. Uh, everybody sees all the highs, but miss the lows. That's for sure. There's definitely lows and blows. One of the things I've always been fascinated by is you think of uh, you know being an entrepreneur as you know, I'm going to work for myself. I, I'm you know I'm incredibly independent. I have this vision, but the principles of it apply to people who aren't entrepreneurs or or in a different career field or, you know, doing something different. There's certain things that we all can identify with, like perseverance. I think that's probably one of the biggest ones. And on our first episode with, with Ryan Milliken, who I know that you know, we were talking about, where do you find the perseverance? We're both like, I don't know. I don't know where it comes from. <laughs> Yeah, the, uh, you know, and, and, and that's something as well is, you know, not everybody's built to be an entrepreneur or be a, you know, be a business owner. Some people are absolutely amazing employees and assets as employees and contributors to companies without actually, you know, uh, owning the company. I know, you know, I'm just one small piece of the puzzle of the PPI, the, you know, and, and the other things that I do, the, the employees and, and people that run different operations are absolutely necessary, you know, and I, and I think that if everyone was an entrepreneur, then we wouldn't get anything done because everyone no. would just be competing against each other and then uh, everyone would be all stressed out all the time. And, you know, it takes a team of people, you know, it's not, you don't have to be a business owner to be bad to the bone. You can support a business owner and, uh, you know, do very well for yourself without a lot of the unnecessary stress that comes with owning a business. It takes a full, takes full circle to be able to roll. I was just thinking when you said that about sports, like team sports, right? And yeah, yeah. You think like, you know. You can't do it without a team. <laughs> yeah, and the quarterback can't do it without offensive linemen and a running back and an offensive coordinator. And and there there's all these, these parts to it. And I know you've been very successful in, in businesses that you've done. If we focus on the team for a second, how do, um, how do you get that team together? How do you, uh, how do you put those people in the right place? Is it. Like you, you have a vision for them, or do they come to you and say, "Hey, I, I want to do this." How do you, how do you make that team work? Yeah, you know, um, coming from myself as a, a high school dropout, and I didn't make it through one more semester of college. Uh, it, schooling and whatnot was never too terribly important to me. I, what a lot of times, what I'll do is, I'll look at at a person, and I'll actually go and check out their social media. I'll check the way they talk to people. I'll check the way they post. Um, I just basically make sure that this person's, for one, driven, and then, two, has a positive spirit. You know, if, if every fourth pro post they make is about how politics suck and they talk about all these things in the world that they can't really change and then getting pissed in matches with people on the Internet, I, I know right offhand that this person's probably not a good fit for a company. You know, so I'll look at personalities 
a lot of times first to make sure that the personality is a fit. And then second, I'll look at the person's drive. Um, you know, obviously, I'm looking for a certain, depending on the position, uh, you know, I'm looking for a certain form of intelligence. I'm looking for a certain type of drive and personality. And most of the time what I come to find is that the positions that I actually hire someone for, they end up going into other positions. Um, I leave it pretty open like that in everything I do. It's kind of like, you know, hey, I hired you on for this position. Fill this position. Do well. However, contribute anywhere else that you want to. You know, there's a proper method to contribute. Well, I've got guys over here that, you know, got hired on as tech support, and now they're out, outside with, with feral arms building things. <laughs> it's, like, just crazy. You know, um, I've hired on just simple calibrators that turn into basically doing disassembly. And it's like, wow. these. You know, when you give people a free reign and, and the ability to grow and they know that they have an ability to grow and do better and they're in a place that the possibilities are endless, you really start seeing those personalities and their drive come to life and show you what they're capable of. And likewise, when that happens, you know, and that, that means they're going to bring more finances into the company, and then you turn right back around and re financially reward these people, rather if it's through a pay or bonus or just, just showing them lots of love, you know, just that they're appreciated. Everybody wants to be appreciated in everything. So I think, you know, the biggest thing to a team is, for one, uh, as a leader, don't sit there and do commands. Be, be a leader. Lead the pack. Get the scores. And show everybody that you're in the ball game with them. If you're a lazy boss, your team's going to be lazy. It's just how it goes. So you know, whatever team you have in mind for a vision, you have to be the you you have to be the forefront of that vision. You you have to be what you want your team to be. If you don't do that, it's not going to ever go any further past than just what your vision is, because your actions aren't dictating the vision. It's one of the parts of of business, and. Um... I'd say, you know, relationships between people and different communities that is so fascinating to me is we see the leader and I go, again, I go back to sports, like we know who Tom Brady is, but I might not know who the left guard is or the right tackle. Um, you know, I know who LeBron James is, but I might not know the, you know, the, the second team, you know, shooting guard or something like that. But all those pieces make that team successful. And I think something that, that'll help you know, someone, if they're in an organization, if they're an employee, or if they're the leader, is it can be very, I think, hard as a business owner at a certain point to turn over the trust and say, hey, I I got this off the ground. I did it. I'm going to trust you with my public relations, <laughs> you know? Yeah, it's so difficult. And, and you know, that's what, what I kind of do to, to combat that is I wean people into it. So if someone's going to be doing social media, I'm going to take it, just kind of wean them into it. And I've had I've had things done in ways that I don't like, and, and I address it, and I address it with respect, just like I would want to be addressed. Because if these people, a lot of times as well, I, I don't really look at, a lot of people are telling me, they're like, why do you even talk to so-and-so? They did this to you, they did that to you. And what I try to do is, you know, I don't analyze people or humans for, for exactly what they're doing. I, I, I look at what, what were their intentions. You know, if, example, if if you're going to take and, and go get me a coffee and you trip over my foot and break my toe on the way to get me a coffee, I'm not going to be mad at you for tripping over my toe. You know, your your intentions were while getting me a drink. You know, you're trying to do something good. I take that same thing and I put it into business. So let's say someone messed up an order, totally cost the company money. All right, the first time I'm going to take and I'm going to say, hey, it was a mistake. It all happens. Uh we're going to learn from this and we're going to move forward. If it happens again, then you, it's the boss's, it's, it's, it's not that person's fault they keep making this mistake. It's the boss's fault for not correcting it the first time to where the mistake wasn't made again because if, the, if that employee truly cares, they want to be there, and they want, they want to make their boss proud you know, because they're trying to get up to, to that point as well, then they're not going to make that same exact state mistake the same exact way again. If they do, that's when you come back in, you address it in such a way that it's it's a little bit more firm, but it's like, hey, the next time there's going to be repercussions. Uh, you know, don't do this again. And then the third time, you really take a repercussion. But you know, for us at, at my office, I don't, I can't even think of a time I've basically had three strikes on anyone because everyone diligently wants to learn. If someone sucks or you've got a bad apple in the office, someone's got a bad attitude, 
you address it, and if it doesn't get fixed, get them out. Because one bad apple will stink up the whole rest of it. That's a huge thing right there, you know. And, and like I said, if the boss is setting the example for, you know, output, then everyone should be able to do that or do better is basically the way I see it. Rather, your job's mopping a floor or your job's, you know, running a CNC machine. <laughs> to me, it's all the same exact principle. You do your job, you do it well in such a way that you'd be proud of it and brag on it. And I think, too, that we all, on some level, we all want to belong to something, contribute, and feel like we're part of a team, whether it's the person or the group of people at the top, whether it's somebody who's just hired, somebody in the middle. We want to feel that, and I think I think when when you know that your work's appreciated and you know, like you mentioned, there's mobility within your company where you know, somebody can do a job for a year and say, Hey, my passion is really doing this. I'd love to try this out. And they have the ability to do it. Then you inspire them and they, 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 they want to produce more and it makes them feel good. And of course there's a financial reward and things like that. But I think at, at the core, that's why there's an entrepreneur. That's why there's a business. That's why there's employees. That's why there's vital members of that team. I agree. You know, Patrick, one thing that I, I take so much pride in at this office is, you know, we're, we're, we're open nine to five. Everyone, I try to tell everyone to get here at eight thirty, So that way by the time nine gets cleared, uh, nine o'clock gets here, you clear, you're good to go. It's every day. These guys, there's, there's people here early and then there's people sometimes my, that'll be here till 10, 11 o'clock at night. And then sometimes I'm here all the time late and they'll just come sit in my office by me and be like, Hey, I'm not going to say nothing. I just want to watch what you're doing. I think it's cool. And these guys aren't getting paid for a lot of this, but it's not a – I don't think hardly anyone at my office is here, and I can say it on a public podcast, I think it's freaking – it's really cool and astonishing that pretty much everyone here at my office is here because they're passionate about what they do, and they all feel like – and they really do. Everyone contributes in, and they like it. You know, uh, on the weekends, they'll come here all the time and, and just be playing, whether right? it's on the Tino or – studying some type of documentation on how vehicles work. Like, everyone just loves what they do, you know. Um, it, it, so when it comes to, to hiring, you know, I just look at someone. It's just like I just pretend like it's sports. You know, we all got to play this on the same field together. I really want you to be able to tackle if someone's running after me. So I, I look at it as, as, as team members, you know. Um, a lot of times you'll see as well, like on the – on the internet, I won't really respond to my PPI or just like it's mine. I always refer to being part of the team because if everyone walked out of here, uh, there, nothing would exist, nothing would happen. So, you know, I created it, I started the monster, but now we all contribute to keeping the monster alive. And these guys put in work like, and, and girls put in work like I've never seen before. It's absolutely crazy how, how well of a team we have here. One of the things, this is probably about five or six years ago, I'm not sure if you've ever taken a personality test, and I know there's debate on whether how accurate they are or mm-hmm. what, you know, what, what they might be, but I had never taken one my whole life, so I'm like 30, I don't know, 32, 33, and I took it, and it gives me you know the, the four letters, and I sat back and I'm like, this is actually really insightful because I'm just like this. Like Mine was <laughs> yeah. an INFJ. Right. So I'm introverted. You know, I operate on emotion and feelings and, you know, logic and judgment, things like that. But then someone else I may know and work with is an INTJ. So they don't have necessarily that feeling or emotional drive. Theirs is more logical, logistical. And figuring out those relationships between people you know, that you work with or industries that you work in, I think can really be helpful to understand what motivates somebody. Like for me, if I have feeling attached to something, I, I the drive's there, and it's it's a hundred percent. If I just make it about numbers or analytics, I struggle with that. And I think that that's that's a component in organizations and teams. You know, like we look at a quarterback, and they might just be kind of solemn the whole time. The other guys like jumping around. You know, is really animated. Well, how those interact with other people, I think, also drives the team. It does. It totally does. You know, and and. I haven't – I've been wanting to take a personality test, but I actually haven't. We were on vacation last week, and uh, they were trying to get me to take one, and I was driving. I was like, oh, I'll do it later. I'm not 
you know, but coming into to that, kind of how you were saying how your personality was, I can just kind of look back and analyze. I, I think I have a very crazy form of OCD <laughs> in, in such a way that I become obsessed with whatever I'm working on and everything else basically goes blind. Almost like you could tell we tried to link up on podcasts a couple of times and it's like, hey, I'll be good for such and such. And then I end up mm-hmm. diving off into something and it's like, okay, the world <laughs> stops. Nothing exists. I'm going to figure this out. And that's what will make me work 30 hours straight. But, uh, you know, there's a downside to that as well. And, and especially if we're touching on just business in general, you know, I've made a lot of mistakes in the past that I look at and it's like, man, I, I really wish I wouldn't have worked off of emotion and I would have been a little bit more logical at that point. Or also, you know, taken and, and you know, from the time I was 14 years old all the way up to, say, 26, you know, I'm 30 now, uh, up to 26, where I, I really didn't live any life at all. You know, I, I got married at, at 23, 24 years old uh, to the same person I was with for many years, you know, and just being so busy with with work and uh, just really having a lot of my focus on on work, you know, I kind of didn't pay as much attention to a relationship or, like, family as much as I should have, you know, where it's like, looking back, I wish I would have balanced things a little bit better. You know, uh, I ended up getting divorced. 2019 was rough, man. I, uh, you know, I had the whole EPA deal that we've been dealing with for years, but it really got hot and heavy in uh, 2019. And, you know, we stopped, basically forced and quit selling race tuning. Uh, You know, I went through a divorce. And the only thing I could take comfort in was basically really coming to my office and working that was just about it you know and then working through basically a lot of pain and uh not having hardly any financial benefit from it you know I, I still got the same return off of working that i did from the time i started to the time whenever you know we were we were doing extremely extremely well it was just the same feeling of i'm accomplishing something was was there, and I think that's what drives me more than anything is just being able to start a project and then have a goal of where I want to be on that project and then at least finish that goal of the project. You know, um, uh, for example, this past week I started on the new little 3.0 Duramax that came out. We can't even get in the ECU. Uh, it's probably going to end up taking a processor swap like the L5P does, but yeah, I, I wanted to feel I needed, I needed some type of emotional return of feeling like I really accomplished something. So I popped open the aisle and I started working in it and I just worked all night long and everything. But when I stopped, uh, it, it was just like, it was like some people do drugs to feel better. And for me, it was just like I, I took a lot of drugs because I felt so good because I had just finished a project that I had started on and hit the set point to where I'm at. You know, and I heard the podcast with Ryan where he was like, man, I, I don't know, maybe I'm just crazy because I like it. And, and I know exactly what he's talking about. But, but what he's addicted to is the same thing that the majority of successful business owners are addicted to, and that is starting something and being able to finish it. And the, the feeling, the good emotional return you get from that is just beyond no other. You know, And I, I think I see a lot of people get into the diesel industry or, or any industry at that, and they're looking at the money. And they're not looking at the passion. And if you don't have the passion for what you're doing and your drive isn't based off of that really nice emotion you get when you accomplish a task and your emotions coming from what getting in the bank account, you're gone. Someone that someone with a passion is going to absolutely kill you. And then the day that, you know, I, I, like Ryan was saying, he's like, you know, I, I couldn't give up. I'm not going to give up. It's the same exact thing here. It's, uh, it, 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 I think it goes for most people because you're not working for the dollar. You know, you've you got to have the dollar to stay in business, and, but if you're solely working for the dollar or, or money or, or a big return, uh, the second that that goes away or you go through a hard time, you're, you're soaked up. You're done. What do you have to work for? You're not getting that return in the bank account. So anything you do, rather it's, rather it's building mops using milestone floors, or you're building calibration files, you've, you've got to be in it because you're passionate about what you do. And I think that's the biggest thing that will get people through very difficult times, kind of like what, what we've been going through. You know, everyone here is just super passionate about it. You know, uh, 
I w- I'd be willing to say I was probably almost the most made fun of uh, tuner of, of the world <laughs> whenever we stopped selling race tunes. You know, I've seen tons of memes online. I've seen people saying a bunch of false, just seriously damaging uh, or, or attempted to be damaging type things that if I had gotten my return for feeling good in life off of the Internet or I'd gotten it off of money, you know, at that point in time, I would have been ruined. But what keeps me going and keeps us going at PBI, and now we're starting to see a starting to see a return, and we're coming back up, and we've got good things in play. Is everyone here never focused on the dollar? We always focused on just the passion, and it's really carried us, and especially me personally, through some super, super, super bad storms. You know, I think you have to be passionate about whatever business you're in, and focus on accomplishing tasks, and do not focus on the financial rewards. That's just a byproduct of, of accomplishing goals. I think the balance balance I really struggle with, and I I, I have because it's like I, um, you know, I think of again that feeling, right? <clears throat> the feeling of accomplishment or camaraderie or you know, to something that was an idea that's now concrete. And I think about times that were like that, and I was broke, like broke broke you know but i was happy because i had accomplished something but then there's competition for that balance right there's um there's money there's other stresses there's personal things there's trends and market things going on and you can get pulled away from it and before you know it you're sitting there and you're like this isn't as fun as it was what have i lost how have i changed and it's it's ryan had mentioned it but when you have everything taken away in, in a sense, and you're just left with what you started with, it's almost liberating in a way, and you find it again. It totally is. Uh, you know, I, I know, like, I, I, you know, I've been fighting for six years almost for what I felt was the whole entire uh, diesel industry, you know, or, or not just diesel industry, but racing industry. You know, man, I put lots of money, put lots of time into trying to be able to understand what it was to – uh, what a race vehicle was, you know, and um, I get to the basically the end of that train of being told that there is no such thing as a, uh, a vehicle that, that was once on the road that can be turned into a race vehicle. My my 2,000 horsepower Duramax LBZ sitting in the shop just basically locked up. It can't drive 10 miles down the road because it's got a field block and it overheat, but I'm told it's not a race vehicle, so <laughs> I can't race it, and that whenever... When we finally made it to the point where, you know, I felt like, uh, you know, there, it was it was impossible to be able to win that that argument just because, you know, things are not fair. Uh, I, it was super depressing, uh, like really, really, really depressing. Like for me, I've seen people on the internet saying stuff like, "Oh, they're they're done, their money's gonna be good." But for me, it wasn't it, it wasn't like, "Oh man, we're not gonna sell as much product at all." I never never really even crossed my mind. What crossed my mind was it's like wow, you know, pushing these trucks to the limit on a brand, like I would love to take a brand new truck, tear it down, blow it up, find out what's, where the weak point was, and then start building and calibrating parts for them. And whenever that, I realized that stopped, that was the true bummer. It was very depressing, you know, and, and the stuff people were saying online, it was just like, man, you guys are just totally, totally missing what we're in business and what we're about. But you know, as I started thinking about the situation more and, and, and accepting the reality of I couldn't change it, uh, I was like, you know what, Let's, let me just try to focus more on these emission systems. You know, maybe I'll get the same type of feel good from that as, as I was taking and making a 1,000 horsepower on a brand-new truck. And, you know, once I shifted my, my emotions and my mindset to that and, and I actually became passionate about – how these emission systems work and how we can make them better and even build and invent new products for it, I got all of that excitement right back in me. And I understand that the industry, you know, not everybody operates that way, and, and a lot of the industry still does things the way it was done. But I think whenever people start shifting towards that route and educating themselves on how these new systems work, they're going to find that same type of enjoyment and challenge and get the same return. So, you know, where I'd say back in, you know, uh, September roughly last year, I, I was I was really upset. You know, I, I, I would have never – I'll never throw in the towel. But emotionally, I, I wanted to throw in the towel. I was like, 
I'm, I mean, I can't do what I'm passionate about. I'm done. You know, this sucks. And um, everyone here at the office just kept pushing. They're, 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 they're expanding their knowledge on emission systems past what it was. And then I kind of watched them, and it's like, you know what? I'm, I'm the big tit baby in here. Like, i got to step <laughs> it up. So, you know, I was actually more inspired by our office than, than anybody. And uh, once I was able to shift, shift my thought process and emotions over to that, you know, we're we're actually having a blast with these emission systems and and learning how they work, and also discovering uh, a new market base that we were never tapped into before. Which I can say firsthand, it's larger than the market base we were in before with race tuning. It's just a mat. It's a, just a matter of touching it. So, you know, uh, we're getting that. I'm starting. We're starting to get that same exact fun drive and everything back here at the office, but. It's just about mindset and, and focusing really hard on why did you start this? What made you happy? You know, and, and it's just finding challenges challenges and conquering them. You know, the like you're saying, the balance is super difficult, though, because you can get so obsessed with work that you forget about your home life and you forget about, you know, family, friends. And I still do it a lot to this day, but I at least try to be a little bit more mindful of it because at the end of the day, on your deathbed, you know, it's going to be your friends and family and everyone that was, you know, did or didn't support you along the route. You know, that's what matters, those relationships you made. So I, I wish I would have learned that at a younger age. But, you know, at the same time, uh, if you would have asked me then what I'm saying now, I'd be like, no, I'll I'll be set one day. You know, it'll be, it'll be good, and then I can just do this for fun. And, uh, yeah, it kind of happened that way, but... You know, I wish I would have balanced out a little bit better. I think adapting, too, when you were talking about having to make a change, a directional change, really being forced, you know, it's, I think in in anything, um, any sort of work, any sort of challenge that people have either in a company or personally, is adapting is so critical to be able to, you know, like if I put myself in your shoes and I think, okay, I... I have this business and this this career and, you know, you're at the top of it, right? You people look to you and it changes all of a sudden. I think some people or maybe a majority of people would say, I'm going to go do something else. Like they just took away my passion, but you were able to adapt it into another form to be able to continue it, to be able to, I guess, create an opportunity out of what most people might see as the end or it's done. Yeah, you're you're you translated that perfectly. That's exactly what I was trying to say, and, and it wasn't diff- it was it was very difficult, you know. Um, I, I mean, that was a really, really, really low point. Whenever I felt like someone had stripped everything I'd worked so hard for, you know, and, and I've I've learned so much about, and I, it was just, uh, you know, absolutely taken from me. Uh, that was that was really difficult, you know, and and my whole life I've battled. You know, different yeah, people only the highs and the all the fun stuff. You know, all the most of the stuff posted on social media. I've been trying to write a little bit and document uh, as much as I can write and do legally right now. I can't even say half the stuff I want to say because of stupid stuff going on. You know, but uh, I, I've been trying to kind of show that it's not all beautiful and that we face the same struggles that anyone does, you know, as a leader, though, you have to be positive, you have to be uplifting, and, you know, put on your happy face, come into work, because you don't want anyone else in your office not putting on their happy face and coming to work, so, you know, there's so many times that, uh, you know, especially over the past two years, whenever, you know, I'd say at least a minimum of 60 to 70 percent of my time has been spent doing paperwork or spent with attorneys and, and just dealing with the nightmares of, of the EPA, it, it's just, it's really, it's been difficult to be able to, to target in. It's like, why am I still doing this? What is, you know, I'm, this isn't what I signed up for. I, my, they're stealing my passion, this and that. And, it's, you know, there's so many times and so many nights where, you know, I go home and it was just absolute, very low, 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 deep depression. And, you know, or if I, I couldn't finish a project that I was started on that day, that I would get my emotional return from, you know, accomplishing tasks at the end of the day. And I couldn't accomplish them because I'm, I'm having to deal with things that I didn't have enough to deal with, you know. 
And that was just such absolute low, low, low points. What I found myself doing was just like, okay, you got to get out your head. And it sounds like a crazy person, but I am a little crazy anyway, so it's fine. <laughs> but uh, I would I would actually get on the on on Google, and I would just start Googling happy memes. Like as crazy as it sounds, I was I was like, man, I am overwhelmed with negativity right now. I have to fill it with positivity. So I would go on and just start reading quotes and memes and just anything that was inspirational. I'd turn on uh, all of Gary uh, like Vaynerchuk stuff and Tony Robbins, and I would listen to it, and by the time, you know, I would go home and I'm absolutely just distraught, it was like, you know what, I, I got this. I, I got this. But if I would have went and held out with crappy friends and I'd have had associated with, you know, uh, uh, people that are Facebook and started arguing politics for 30 minutes with a bunch of people I don't know, well, do you think I'd have gotten out of that mindset, or I would have went down a deeper path? Yeah. And and who knows what happens when people get that deep, you know? So it's like I forced myself into positivity to make it through some really, really, really dark, lonely times. And I, I think if more people would understand that it's what they surround themselves with, that they get, they'll pull through some really, really, really dark stuff. You know, I I really hope a lot of people can listen to this and and understand that you know it's, I'm a I'm a normal human just like anybody else. Got a lot of businesses, do a lot of things, see a lot of ups, see a lot of downs, but ultimately I, I battle the same struggles that that everyone battles, personal and financially and and business. And there's really good times, really bad times. And uh, I've pulled myself through some very bad places by simply surrounding myself, even if it was just a computer screen with memes and, and, and quotes from, from Google images of just positivity, it got me through some really, really, really bad stuff. So, it, you know, persevering through business emotionally, you know, you, gotta, you can't always rely, rely on other people to support you. You know, I've, I've seen more people abandon our company over the past six months and go to basically a lot of cheap knockoff junk just to support it. And I'm like, man... Where are all these people that are supporting us? You know, like, like, where, why are they doing this? So you can't even get off to trying to, you know, on other people and trying to, trying to build your emotions off of others. You just got to freaking do it yourself and surround yourself and read and watch just positive stuff. And, and you'll make it. You'll wake up the next morning, feel good to go and going to work and put on your happy face. You know, <laughs> you made it through the night. I think that's it's the a normal struggle everybody deals with. I think that's the power, though, of the message is, it, is what you just mentioned there. It doesn't have to necessarily apply to a business owner. There's probably somebody listening who may have, you know, personally, you know, they feel alone. Or, you know, their job that they they have that they went to school for, they got a master's degree or something or doctorate, and they're stuck in it, and they're feeling kind of like that, that hopeless feeling. is It's identifiable across all walks of life. <clears throat> and that's really... I think people are looking for, you know, like the, uh, the social media aspect where it's all, it's all highs. It's all things that are fast or the biggest home or the nicest vacation. And I think there's a tremendous thirst out there with people where they want what's real. They want to hear the struggle because they're going through it themselves. They want to know they're looking for inspiration. Where do I pull through this? You know, like, yeah, dude, totally, totally. You know, and I, and I can kind of talk to those people too. You know, we, uh, I, I have some nice things, and and you know, at one point in time, which I bought it as an investment, and it, it worked out pretty good. But you know, I bought this house that was huge, big, twelve thousand plus, big dreamy uh, pool house, big nice pool in the center of it all, and you know, it was just, uh, it was super 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 awesome and you know you get to thinking just like with you buy a super nice car it's you get to thinking that it's a uh it's gonna uh, fulfill some type of feeling in you that you get to you know oh, i'm a i'm a winner i'm a rock star now but that doesn't do anything i've had more which i've been slacking like crazy but you know i've had more fulfillment just going on jujitsu mats and getting killed by true killers <laughs> than than <laughs> And and but at the end of it, feeling more accomplished than you know the three months you feel after you buy a house, and and it was your dream home and this and that. All that stuff just really doesn't matter. It just goes back to what you're passionate about. Because I'd leave that house and come to work, and I would feel a lot better at work when I was accomplishing tasks than I would going back to the house. You know, and it, there's nothing wrong with having 
big nice things, but I, I do think that uh, people look for the the return they're going to get from what other people are going to think of them, which which isn't it's really not a uh, you're not self accomplished when you feel that way. You know, um, I have one more example is. Uh, I have a, a McLaren 570S, and, you know, whenever I got the, which is the baby one, but when I got it, uh, I've been searching for a super sweet sports car for a while. You know, I've been a big Corvette guy for years, and whenever I was searching for the car, I was already comfortable with myself, so the last thought I ever had was, was what what are people going to think whenever I get this car? You know, for me, when I was searching for the next sports car, you know, I drove uh, I drove some Lambos, I drove Ferraris, I drove uh, some really cool Porsches, and the the last thing I was thinking as I was car hunting, I'd, I'd call it, was, you know, what's the cool, what car is going to make me cool? You know, what I ended up settling on was, hey, I think that this car has the best acceleration, the, uh, the it turns the best, it functions properly. I'm gonna go do some donuts in this sweet thing, you know. But it was never a, a uh, I was never buying the car for fulfillment of what are other people going to think about me when I get this. Why will I look cooler or anything? But my thought process was, is what kind of return am I going to get from this car whenever I drive it? And I think that's the same aspect everybody needs to think about before they ever purchase or do something. Is is am I doing this truly for me and what what I like out of this, or am I doing this because it's going to make it's going to potentially make me feel good when someone says you look good? you know, or, or you got things going on. Uh, that's that's one thing that most people have to learn as they start building a business and they start getting some financial reward is, is don't care about what other people think at all. Do stuff 100% because it makes you, you know, it makes you feel fulfilled and it feels good. Not not because it's, uh, not because of what other people are going to think about you. I think that's a common problem that we see. And everyone self-employed, you know, most of us got a little bit of ego in us, and you want to show that you're doing well despite, you know, what people told you you're not going to be able to accomplish or do, or this isn't going to work and that's going to work. And, and a lot of times that's kind of those materialistic type things or a slap in the face back to those people, you know. But at the end of the day, you're paying the price on it for something that you truly aren't getting the full return that you were searching for in life with. I think that's a pretty big deal. Something that just it just clicked for me when you're talking about that. It was about two or three years ago. I had met someone who, you know, by like every definition would be highly, highly successful, like top 1% in what they do. Right. And I saw, you know, the cars, the the house, the, the fame, all that sort of stuff. And it was at a point in my life where like I didn't have anything. And I'm just like, man, I it'd be so cool to just breathe, right? It'd be so awesome to just have like <laughs> right. a little bit of like, some sense of security i'm like you got it all and they said it it really doesn't matter because like i when i got some of these things like i was still depressed or sad i didn't have what i truly wanted and i think where this ties into the entrepreneurial side or the leader side is if you don't have that balance i think or you get lost it's so easy to say well i've really wanted this this car or this house or this boat or this helicopter, whatever it might be. And I'm going to buy it. And it provides this short term kind of fix, you know, it's like, wow, I got it. You know, I'm enjoying it. It's fun to, it's fun to have, but the root cause is really what we talked about. I think in the beginning of the podcast, which is the passion and the drive and what makes you happy. And I think it can be very easy to get lost and it, it can be much smaller scales than, you know, really expensive things. It could be anything, but yeah. I, I could see how it, it's easy to, to, to kind of get lost in there. And as a leader, people are looking to you, right? And so your organization, your team's looking towards you. And it's like, I've never really heard that on a podcast or really been able to get a lot of information on it. I've just kind of seen it happen firsthand. And then you mentioned it there. And I think there's a lot of people out there that are like, man, I, that's how I feel. That's what's going on right now in my life. It totally is, man. You know, I mean, and, and, I, it'll cause you to, to, to create some damage that's very difficult to to get away from. You know, uh, if home life, I, I've been there. You know, I, home life was, was really bad. You know, I just went through a divorce, and it was a pretty bad one. And, and I, I'm at home after work and just feeling sorry for myself. And it's like 
you know, I want to feel better. So you post something maybe on Facebook that's fun or you think it's really cool, maybe a cool picture of a truck. You start seeing people respond to it and you're getting this attention Mm -hmm. and you feel really good for a little while. But then, you know, whenever you get off the phone and you're taking your shower, you're laying in bed and you're trying to go to sleep, you still go back to that unhappy little spot that you were because all of that stuff you're posting and people's commenting, it's not real. It's not, you know, it's, it's not, uh, it's not a real return, you know? And I I think if, if uh, what I've learned to do is, is, you know, I'll still get in a place sometimes. I think everybody does where it's like, you want to feel relevant or you want to feel accomplished, you know, and, and you'll start reaching out to places to feel that rather that is, you know, buying a new gun or buying a new car or posting on Facebook, you know, um, or social media, you'll, if you stop and you think before you do anything and ask yourself, why exactly am I posting or am I purchasing this right now? A lot of times you'll get a more real answer if you're more self-aware and real with yourself at that point in time that you might not end up buying that or posting what you're posting and then you discover the root cause of why you're feeling like you need to do that, and you address it, and then you end up being a lot happier whenever you're honest with yourself. You know, uh, if you're if you're purchasing, if you're on the internet purchasing, you know, weight loss pills every three months, but you're still eating terrible and calories in or exceeding calories out, you're going to gain weight. <laughs> you know, yeah. to stop and think, why am I buying these these pills to lose weight? Uh, instead of focusing on calories in, calories out, the root cause, you're just trying to remedy it by the easy way out by something else instead of really focusing on what the problem is, what the cause of this problem is. And I think the biggest thing is, is if people really focus and become a little bit more honest with themselves and self-aware, uh, it'll really help help out a whole lot, especially as a uh, an entrepreneur, a business owner, whenever you're you're looking – you are the leader, and you're the one that's supposed to always have the answers. you got to accept that sometimes you don't always have the answers, and you're a real person, and you have to take care of yourself, you know, mentally and physically. And, you know, like I was saying, as business owners, we very much often will dive so deep into work that we forget those other aspects, and then everything becomes not real. You know, you start living in a false reality is the best way to put it. And it's it's a miserable, miserable, miserable place to be. And I've been there, and I can really hope that people listen to this and become pretty self-aware. Uh, don't don't go to that place, you know. Address problems before you try to reach out and fix them without fixing the root cause of the problem. That's really good advice, and I think something that um, that can be another challenge as far as being a a leader or an entrepreneur is there is no there's no handbook for that part right there there's no, exactly <laughs> there's I, I can't remember reading an article about that 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 side of it but it does it does happen and it's um it, it's something like you, you almost have to get be squared away with yourself before you embark on something and accept that there might be times that you lose that and how do you get it back you know how do you how do you tap into it because it's there's so many competing things like i know you're incredibly busy and, you know, like I'm bugging you to come on a podcast and then there's things going on you know, at work, people needing your input and there's these you know, ideas you have. And it's just like balancing all that, which hopefully, you know, I've learned a lot in this, in this conversation, you know, as far as doing that. But, um, it, it's a, it seems to be a key ingredient. I think in, in people who are successful in all walks of life is that being able to self-analyze, be self-aware and recenter. Yeah, and, and another thing to add to that too, Patrick, is, is to be sober. Um, you know, I've never been one to, to really have a, a drinking issue or, or any type of drugs or nothing like that. It's not really been in me, but I've, I've caught myself at many times where it's, I just want to get out of this reality, you know. And so I would normally do something to escape it uh, where I can understand. I, mean, I couldn't understand before how people would become alcoholics, but because I was dealing in the same type of, of emotional battle, you know, uh, I never became an alcoholic, but I found myself always doing something to try to, at that point in time, avoid my reality and not deal with it. And I think that's where a lot of people turn to uh, the alcohol and drugs and things like that. I, I think the day that I, I really sat down and, and analyzed myself and, and discovered what the real problem was, which it, it was me, obviously, but whenever I could be honest with myself and face those demons, it, it uh, I immediately would would try to do things to remedy 
the problem instead of just trying to avoid the problem doing other things. Uh, and, and I think that's another thing is, is people need to be very, very, very sober. Um, if you're an entrepreneur or a business owner, you need to be sober, man. I've got uh, – I know some very, very, very wealthy people that have uh, – were basically big cokeheads. And I've watched them literally just make very poor decisions left and right. Some of it turn into legal matters. And, you know, just sitting back and looking at it, you know, because of, of a low emotional state that I was in for a while, I can understand why these people are doing this. But I can't justify why they're, why they're doing these things. It's like, man, you have so much ambition. You're so smart. But then you become unsober for, you know, six hours. And you just cost yourself six weeks of work because of six hours. You know, I think it's super, super, super important for business owners and entrepreneurs to be uh, to be sober. You know, and I'm not just saying alcohol and drugs. I'm I'm saying sober in reality. Uh, you know, really, really, really face the demons. You know, if you're having a high turnover of employees, you know, you, you've gone through six employees this year and you've got a ten man shop. Hey, the problem's probably you. <laughs> you know, rather that yeah. lack of management. Or that lack of, uh, you know, uh, a lack of, of being a leader. You know, if you went through six, yeah, it can happen. But one, you made a mistake hiring, uh, or, or you made a mistake hiring, or you're a bad leader. You know, or you just had this really, really round of bad luck. Most people say they had a realm of bad luck, but you get a smart person on the outside to analyze it. That's not in their reality, and they'll quickly say, "Hey, I see the problem right here. You know, it was you." And these people just don't don't have aren't self aware, and when you're self aware, you're not sober, you know. So I think self awareness is 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 the the key to sobriety as well. From from not just a alcohol and drug standpoint, but just living within a real reality. And that just that's incredibly powerful. Like I'm sitting here, and when you said you know being sober, sobriety, I'm thinking you know alcohol, drugs, things like that. But I never thought of being unsober living in a different reality that I've created or that anyone could create I never thought of that but it makes it makes so much sense and it can be and is just as damaging in a way that uh I never thought about that so you kind of threw me a curveball on the podcast yeah yeah you know, that. you know I try to I try to really especially like if I have employees at the office or, or whatever you know that's uh a good example is a couple of years ago someone was telling me about buying this house you know, they just bought a new truck. And what it was was, they, you know, one of the one of the folks here was they're making really good money now, and they, they want to get that, oh, I made it in life. You know, I made I freaking bought a brick home, and I got a new truck. Like, I got it going on. And my advice was like, man, I, I don't think you're, you're ready for that yet. Yeah, you can afford it. You can go to the bank. You can get it. But at the end of the day, you're really not ready for that part. And why are you wanting that? And what it boiled down to was was basically, well, that's going to make me feel good, like I've accomplished something in life, you know. But that's not a sober way of thinking. That's not reality. The reality is, is that you had some type of anticipation of what it meant to be successful in life, and you were following that path. <laughs> but it's not the right path for the moment. You just didn't stop and truly check that, hey, I'm going to buy this, and I just got this, and, and now I'm going to be living pay paycheck to paycheck for the next, you know, year. That's not the way to live. It's not. And those decisions would have been made just based off of, you know, this is the, the reality I set for myself since I was a child. That means that you've made it. It's like, no, it, it, it doesn't. It does not mean you made it. So it's, it's a really big it's – a, it's a big thing to, to be self-aware and truly honest with yourself about these, about especially being in business, just being aware of where you're really, really, really at. You know, just because the your neighbor on the side of you you're trying to compete with went and got a toter home does not mean you need to go buy a toter home and try to fit into the click. You could show up with a small trailer, have more money in your pocket, and still beat them. <laughs> you know, and and the reality is, is at the end of the day, you still beat them, and you don't you're not paying for the big toter home. If you can afford that, and it's well within your means, hey, go for it. Sweet, but. I think too many business owners get caught up in the, the rat race. Well, and I think it is well with motorsports, you know, whether it's diesel, gas, off-road, boats, whatever it might be, there's that competitive nature. Just, it, it is. And it's, you know, you think of like going to a racetrack, right? And it's a bunch of people who are driven and confident and put a lot of time in, or even if people make 
create businesses in that industry. It happens at competitive nature and it can be so hard to pull it back and, you know, think, should I invest in, you know, this, this build or this car or this truck to go compete with this other place? Or should I reinvest that into maybe some technology in the office or some systems or equipment? And I, I think that's really hard in, you know, especially in the motorsports or in the, the auto aftermarket is that right there. It is. And it, you know, it's not, it's not nearly as fun <laughs> to, to do it that way, <laughs> but in the long run, it, it works out. You know, um, we, everyone, we, we built a pretty nasty car, uh, this past year with the, the new, the, the Duramax powered Corvette that we built. And, uh, you know, we had a reality whenever it was time to buy the rig to tow it, you know, I seen what, what a lot of the other rigs out there were. And immediately I was like, well, if I want to play on this level and be at this game, then I need to have a super, super, super nice, super nice toter, you know, play the part, you know, be, be the man in the key. <laughs> mm-hmm. But, you know, I, I knew that we were looking at buying a new shop. We're looking at buying lots of machines, lots of equipment. And it was like, you know what? I think that we're going to pull back a little bit. You know, we spent a lot of money on the, on the race car, but we're going to pull back a little bit on the rig to pull it. And, you know, no one cares at the end of the day what you have. They, they care for two seconds, and then after that, it doesn't matter. So we went to the track, and I've got a little bit older rig that we, we purchased. We did a wrap on it. Come out really clean. It's nice. But it's not at the level of some of the others that were out there. And very well be it, they could probably afford it and not even think about it. But that wasn't so much the case with, with us. We could have got it, but it would have sacrificed a little bit from the unfun stuff back home that we were dealing with. So – you know, we we show up to the track, and people don't really care a whole lot about, you know, that our toter's got quite a few years on it. That was never a topic of conversation one time. So if if my ego would have allowed to, or if, if I'd allowed my ego to, we would have showed up to the track and had a brand spanking new, beautiful, big, nice toter. But the reality was is that's not the best decision at this point in time. So we're going to scale it back a little bit. And you know what? Not one person mentioned the truck while we were there. So what seemed like it was a really kind of big deal at the time for the appearance of everything, uh, I'm glad that, you know, we've, we've made bad calls in the past, but that was a good call. You know, we got there, saved the money, came back home, put that money we could have put into the rig and invested it right back into the company with some machines. So, uh, you know, I, I think that's a big deal that a lot of a lot of people really need to focus on in their business as an entrepreneur. You know, if you're building a DPC truck, um, and you put all of your, your time and your, your money and your finances into it, what's happening with your company back home and locally during that time? I'm not discouraging anyone from doing it. I think it's great that people are doing it. But if, if you go broke building this thing, how much did your business just sacrifice, you know, having to build this one truck that goes and competes in this one competition or a few competitions? Could you have taken a quarter of that money and invested it into, say, some Facebook ads, maybe a little bit of marketing, maybe a, a, a little bump for the employees for them to be able to want to push a little bit harder, you know, give them some new tools, some new subscriptions. I think those are things that aren't as fun, uh, and, and it won't get you the, the emotional return that having a big, huge, cool truck would. But, you know, if you're su- super self-aware and honest with yourself and honest with your company, you know, you can make those decisions and build a company up without everybody having to say how awesome you are or the things you've accomplished. You can accomplish everything you want to accomplish without having to have people noticing you're accomplishing them. And I think that's a big thing. I struggled with it, and I think a lot of business owners struggle with it, is you just want, you want people to know you're making it. You know, it's just a, it's a hunger. I think everybody's built, it's built into them. But whenever, when you become truly happy with yourself, you don't need that return from other people. You know, uh, you, you learn how to make do with what you have. And you become very happy with it, just like when you started and it was so fun. You know, and I, I, I hope people can listen to this and try to understand what I'm <laughs> saying because it's difficult for me to say it the right way. But if they truly can learn to be happy with themselves, business, and everything else around them will start flourishing. That's what, uh, you know, is really exciting about, you know, this chat that we had is to be able to, you know, talk to you about these things that we – you know, as just fans, you know, of, of what you do or your company, people who know you, <clears throat> you may not know all those things. And 
there's a lot of cool stuff that you're working on and to be able to you know put it on a podcast and people can listen and say okay like i'm i'm right in this phase or i'm i'm in this phase that they talked about and to emerge on the other end there's some hope you know there's there's a little bit of inspiration and we can take some of the things that that you mentioned and apply it to the life. I can. I can take things. There, there always is, man. You know, and and you know, to say a, a couple of things, we've been nothing happens overnight either. Patience is the most beautiful. You know, and I say Gary Vaynerchuk's name all the time, but and and people's like, oh, that's just run of the mill basic. What that dude says is freaking on. I listen to that dude every single day, and I can say that, uh, you know, patience is the most beautiful thing and the hardest thing that I've ever learned. I want it now. Now, 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 now. Now, I've learned, you know, we started working on a, uh, uh, a basically, an atmospheric uh, water regeneration type system that we basically pull humidity out of the air, make water and filter it, and do lots of, uh, lots of really neat things with that, and we bottle it up in glass bottles. It's good for the environment. And on top of that, it's the best tasting water uh, anywhere out there. Whenever people see this water bottle out, and uh, we, we just got a, a couple of potential contracts with this company that are really, really, really big, like huge, uh, like hotels and stuff wanting to use this stuff, and uh, governments that are, are wanting to use it for disaster release, like some really good potential. And when people see that, they're going to be like, yeah, that dude just stumbled into everything. But what they don't see is that, you know, we spent this couple of years ago, um, we couldn't even figure out how to get items shipped because the expense of shipping outweighed the cost so terribly much uh, in, in, as to just shipping basically the solar panels to, to the locations. So it was like, okay, how do we do that? So what we ended up doing was we took a, a, a shipping container, but then we make the shipping container and we patent it and everything to where it's actually um, like almost like a mobile office site. So after the shipping container ships our product, we then put a couple of bosons onto it, basically, and now we can resell the container as basically like a mobile office uh, type site. So, you know, those are the things that people don't really see. If, if I would have looked at it and said, okay, we're screwed. We, <laughs> it costs too much to ship this kind of stuff. And don't think outside the box. Then we would have never been able to establish some of these really cool contracts that we're starting to fall into because it would have fell apart in the beginning because you said, oh, it's, you know, it was just too much for this and that. Um, but but all people is going to see whenever everything does go through is, is, wow, they just stumbled across and it worked. It's like, no, 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 no. We've been going through headaches for <laughs> two-plus years on this madness. And, and that's, that's business. Uh, and, and that's the key to business is slow, is to take your time. You know, um, I didn't put more money into the project than I could afford at the time, or, or even more than I wanted to. I wanted to do more. I wanted it to happen faster. But we did it at a slower pace that we could afford and just banked on time. And it looks like it's going to be one of those things that really, really, really pay off. I think patience in business is something that is bigger than anything in the world. You know, that, that new big, huge snap on scan tool you want to buy and it's 18 grand, you want to spend it. Man, if you cannot afford it right now, get something smaller. It's going to work fine. It's going to take you an extra 10 seconds to go through the screen. You know, again, it goes back to self-awareness. Where am I at at this point in time? A lot of people's businesses struggle in their paycheck to paycheck because they aren't in touch with the reality and they just want to have the biggest, the baddest, and they want it now. Yeah, it's it's so it, it, it's just so true. And these kind of conversations are really inspiring because it, I find that I don't get inspired when I just hear the highs all the time because I can't identify with it because, say, I'm not there. You know, so it's like, <laughs> I can't, I can't understand it. And that's, uh, that's one of the really powerful messages of, of this conversation is the, <clears throat> the self- you come back and you say, it's, I don't understand it. Cause I'm not, you know, I'm not really there, but then you take a look and, and, you know, let's say for example, Ryan's podcast or this podcast, and you're, you just made this, this new series and you're seeing subscribers come all the way up to it, and you're thinking the whole time, you're like, man, I can't wait till I get to this certain point or I get this mm-hmm. many views or you've got these goals. But then what happens whenever you do, you get there, and it kind of starts sitting a little bit stagnant or, or whatever, you'll go back and find that you probably had more fun during this time of building than what you do whenever you actually nearly reach the destination. Because every time you post something, 
and you have you have people come and listen and then and, and feel changed and make good comments or you know whatever that in itself is a return you know so I, I think it, it's really smart to focus on your the current state and seeing going up and see that as a high and not so much focus on when I get there I'm going to be you know high because when you get there the only thing that changes basically is just the fact that you're there the fun journey of of making it there every day should be some form of high you know so I, I you know I think I think even with yourself you're the, the this seeing it seeing how quickly you took the the last podcast and you grew it and it's like you you took it and did something really awesome with it and then seeing this brand new one already having subscribers and using everything from me from the outside I look in and I'm like freaking Patrick's got it going on like this is awesome but you know at the same time you're like man I, I want to hit this certain goal I want to be here and it's great it's good to have goals it's good to always go for them but it's really important too to enjoy the climb uh, that's that's what I found was the funnest part you know with PPI the climb was the funnest part we made it to basically every goal I ever set. I, I, I had a lot more, and I still have a lot more going up. But looking back, the climb was a heck of a lot funner than whenever we actually were just sitting at the top for so long. You know, uh, it, the, the climb was the high. I didn't know it at the time, but the climb was the high. Well, that's exactly it. I didn't, like, when we first chatted, like, four years ago, it, it was like, I think... I don't remember. I think we were talking about L5Ps or maybe or going uh, yeah, or something like that. Yeah. And I remember sitting back and I'm like, wow, in this year, like 176,000 people listen to these things. And I was like so proud of it. I'm like, well, this is amazing. And then you like fast forward a couple of years and it's like 2 million people or however many it was. <laughs> and I'm like, eh, I need it for, you know, and I didn't appreciate it at that time, <laughs> you know, and it's like I cheated myself out of it. I lost sight of it. Yeah, yeah. And and it's it's the same thing with business, you know. And, and you know, the, the emotions, because we, we, people look at us and they think, God, they're so big and they do all this stuff. And But we still battle the same exact things that I battled whenever I was a, 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 a one-man one operation, doing tunes and boxing up and working 18 plus hours a day trying to just keep up to get on the Internet and, See people saying it took me too long to respond to their email. It took me a day. <laughs> you know, the same exact thing still basically happens today. You know, but people see it that it's a different level, and you won't understand. And this and that's like, no, I we, I'm, I completely understand. You know, we deal with the same struggles that a lot of you know smaller shops and everything deal with. It's just on a on a different scale. You know, we where used to I had I had twenty dollar problems. Now I have two hundred dollar problems. You know, but it's the same stresses mm -hmm. both ways. So I think that's another important thing, too, for people to see that everyone's equal. You know, just because someone has a, a bigger company or a small company, everybody fights the same type of emotions at the end of the day. You know, it could be on different levels. It could be on different things. But at the end of the day, the only thing that affects us is emotion. So, you know, it's I, I try to treat every single person, rather it's, it's a, a brand-new shop owner that hasn't made one sale, or it's a you know a big uh, wholesale distributor. I try to just treat everybody as, as as absolute people, and I think that's a really big thing that I would like to see more in the diesel industry, uh, and in most industries too. It's like if you just treat everyone how you want to be treated, it would be a heck of a lot better, heck of a lot better world altogether. And I really appreciated this this uh, this chat, and like I I know after we're done, I'm going to sit down and you know. Get, get my notepad out and make make some notes for myself but you now it's it, it's things that help you know with personal growth and, and understanding and really the self-awareness part there's a lot of a lot of things uh you know that you shared that that hit home for me and uh I, you know i appreciate you taking the time you know to be able to talk with us and and have someone listen you know even if just one person hears it and they're and it helps them it changes them it you know gets them on track it's worth it that, that's all i need just one person that's all, yeah, that's yeah all. i agree yeah that's that's what i always say you know i'll i'll comment a lot of times on facebook now people people are texting and they're like man why are you wasting your time i said it's not about this one person that's being ignorant if i can post and post something educational and someone else reads it because it's all public forum if someone else reads it and learns something from it then i just helped you know, I, I just totally made a difference. So it's the same thing on these podcasts, you know, and 
don't, don't, I try to, the last thing I'll say is, is for people not to get on social media and look at what everybody's doing. All you're looking at is the highs. You know, um, the last few podcasts I've done, you know, I've, I've, I mean, I always, I've, I've always been very, very hard on myself. I've been an emotional person for many years, but, uh, you know, all that you would see from me on, on the internet was just, you know, man, this guy's got it freaking going on. You know, they don't see that, you know, I go, I would go home and deal with the same type of depression they did. They do. Uh, but at the end of the day, I, I, the, I, I really became self-aware. I, I learned how to analyze it, and it made me a better person, which then made me a better business owner. And we're seeing things, you know, uh, in, in many directions, uh, striving, where if I'd have just been stuck in that low point and I didn't do something to address it, uh, I, I don't think we would have seen a striving business. So I think that's something for people to really, you know, uh, focus on. Last thing I say with that is just, you know, if you're stuck in your head and you're depressed or you think that things aren't working out, find yourself some people to, to surround yourself with. Or if you don't have those people, then take and just uh, go on the Internet. Start looking up some really, really, really fun stuff, success stories. Uh, if you feed yourself a lot of positivity, you're going to be a positive person. So. Things might suck during the day, but if and if you go home at night to be depressed about what happened during the day and you don't actually feed yourself positivity at night, then your next day is probably going to be that same exact way. So that's that's one of the last things I'll say to people that are uh, you know out there with businesses or struggling or just employees or whatever anybody out there if you're struggling in general, just feed yourself positivity until you freaking can't be negative no more. It worked. It worked for me. But yep. I'm just a normal person that dealt with all the lows that many people many people deal with. I just learned how to become self-aware and how to feed myself positive, positivity and get out of my own head. On the Power Driven Podcast, we've got a whole lineup of really incredible stories. And on our next episode, we're going to sit down with somebody who, who listened to the first one and reached out to us with an amazing story, something I'm really looking forward to be able to jump into with them and, and ask him, how he's been able to achieve what he has in his process through that. And he's right in the middle of it now. So he's going through a lot of the things that, that we're talking about on this podcast. And it's going to be really cool to hear from him. Make sure you subscribe on iTunes, YouTube, any of the podcast apps. These episodes drop every Wednesday and the next one's going to be a big hit.